0: Hey guys, just a heads up. Today's episode references a song with explicit language. If you have young children around, you might want to put on some headphones. Hi, and welcome to The Backlot, a discussion with the entertainment industry's top talent. I'm Ariel Seegard.
1: And I'm Eric Conner. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at the absolutely insane action film Hardcore Henry and the World of Stunts.
0: Normally, our fearless editor, Christian, would slice in a bunch of clips, but they don't really say much in Hardcore Henry.
1: No, they, they don't have time to talk, because it, it's basically like a first-person shooter game, like uh, Halo or Call of Duty, expanded, so the entire movie is shot from the main character's eyes.
0: Well, they needed stuntmen to do the filming as they parkour from building to building. And, and
1: just with the exploding... Bus or car into a moving motorcycle.
0: It took a lot of parkour guys, stuntmen, even actors to pull off this effect.
1: That's right, and two of them, Sergei Valyev and Andrey Demtiev, joined us at NYFA to discuss the making of Hardcore Henry. I'm
2: uh, in the movie business about 10 years. We're starting from parkour. Uh, shot our videos, and uh, suddenly one of my friends, a uh, Russian director, he invited me to the movie to do all the stunts and um, acting, actually. I'm not a professional actor. 10 years ago, I would uh, only be a stuntman. And uh, after that, you know, step-by-step, future film, uh, TV series, and something like that. To
0: help us with our discussion is NIFA alum, actor, stuntman, Adam Gomez.
3: I thank you all for having me. Dude, thanks for coming by to the wonderful studio here in Always Sunny Burbank. Of course. I love to uh, discuss stunts, and this is right in my alley. You know, all action. He even climbed a wall to get in here. I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Alan, talk to us a bit. Yeah, how you got your way into this world of, of stunts, and how
3: you're able to still be here and tell the tale. Uh, yeah, so I found my way uh, right after I got out of the military. Um, I literally fell into it. I got invited by a friend who was working as a magician's assistant at Six Flags New Jersey. On the train right there, the Batman in the stunt show fell and broke his back. As soon as I got off the train, I was rushed by my friend, right from the train station to the back lot of Six Flags. I learned the show um, on Thursday, Friday, I was Batman in the stunt show, and I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And that's kind of uh, what I've been doing ever since, for the last 14 years. But yeah, as a stuntman, I totally love these guys. One thing that's admirable about what they did, they were stuntmen doing things, trying to break in. Uh, They got video famous, which is how a lot of people want to get into it. Uh, There is that avenue. So I think it's incredible what they did. As a stuntman, I'm totally envious. And they actually did it for the most part safely.
0: And as crazy as the stunt work actually was in the film, the team realized that only having one man shoulder this alone couldn't happen (laughs) they needed several people to play henry
4: when we start uh, the work on this movie we actually understand that uh, one man can't shoot uh, such insane things Uh, (laughs) we have uh, Many shooting days, uh, maybe 115 days yeah, of shooting of like these insaneless things. <laughs> so,
2: sometimes we mix the scene uh, Sergei start the scene, I'm finishing the scene because uh, I and him we need to
4: rest. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, uh, you can see them. Five seconds shoot by Henry, and then uh, next five seconds shoot by me, and then uh, next five seconds shot by a uh, stuntman who just burning uh, or um, <laughs> something. Yeah, like, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, some uh, some special stunts uh, made by uh, professional stuntmen, uh, because uh, producers uh, just don't, don't want to risk uh, ourselves. <laughs> All
1: right. So there wasn't just one guy as Henry; it was lots of guys and. And part of the challenge then, too, is how do you make all the performances seem like it comes from that sort of same place, you know, and the collaboration between them wasn't just about working together on the stunts, it was also kind of
3: crafting this performance together, too. When you're doubling, you have to yeah. pay attention to how they move, if they have a limp. Um, so, I mean, I in this, I didn't, not once in Hardcore Henry could I tell that it was a different person, which is just, you know, hats off to those guys because yeah. they were obviously paying attention to that And however many different. You know, between these two and the stunt people that were doing it, I couldn't tell the difference.
0: No, not once. It looked like the same person the entire time.
3: Yeah, and you've got a trained eye for this yeah. too. So, like, if you can't tell, yeah, I've, most of the audience won't be able no, to tell. Normally no, when it comes to doubling work, that's one of the biggest things you can point out in film. Yeah, um, and I, you, you feel like you're with him the entire time, and it is the same guy.
1: And that's something too, right? They they have to find ways then to to mesh all this stuff so that the audience isn't aware of all that magic and chicanery going on behind yep. the scenes. Speaking of, the guys talked about the inherent dangers of doing these fight scenes when you have multiple GoPros attached to your head and how you couldn't really fake it, you can't hide it. They discussed uh, what it was like for them filming it.
4: the uh, only GoPro on this movies, um, movie. It's 60 days usually. But uh, we have a problem that we all know how to shoot the movie. the one camera two cameras but when uh, you try to make it on gopro it's everything's changed (laughs) yeah everything (laughs) everything almost everything when you
2: read the script you read and okay i understand everything let's go to the shooting and when we go to the set everything like directing drama actor thing everything is ruined because gopros is
4: have a special distortion, you can't see. change the lenses, I, uh... nothing working,
2: <laughs> <Nothing's> <laughs> working. <laughs> Just, the nothing script doesn't, is doesn't work <laughs> and we were like oh my god what do we need to do, we're on the set and nothing is working because uh, you need to be more closer if you're about one meter from the actor on GoPros, it looks like you're three meters
4: well, when you shoot close objects uh, on GoPro uh, you need to uh, make your punches real, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Because you you
4: see this. You, you see everything. You see yeah. just everything. You punch the...
2: like this. You see this is not real punch. For this scene when the Sergey hits me in the role of Slick Dimitri, I think it's uh, four punches, <laughs> and they just screamed "Hit me, man! Hit me harder!" Because it's better take uh, one good punch than four or ten, just like because I have a little bit. Uh,
1: uh, For some
3: reason, I think I deserve it, <laughs> maybe. They must had a lot of conversation because they couldn't always go back and check the footage because it was on GoPros. At times, they could and yeah. Other times, it was just, well, let's shoot it with two or three cameras because we don't know if one breaks. We're not going to be able to see the footage. Uh, so that in and of itself is something they had working against them that they obviously had to really prep and plan for, mm-hmm. uh, because nowadays most of the time, if I have actors fighting, I can be on the monitor and I can say, okay, well that hit missed, this one you know made it, uh, but for them they were kind of, and that's why they talked about it, they really ended up hitting each other, because you don't want to waste an entire thing, and they actually had to do some reshoots, because you could easily see the misses, and they talked about that they actually were you know hitting the stuntman and. As most stuntmen would, they were saying "hit me harder, harder." <laughs> uh, which when I heard that, I wasn't shocked. There's no depth of field. I mean, right. normally if I have two actors fighting that can't fight, you got to go with a longer lens so you can have them farther apart. But on a GoPro, you don't have the luxury of hiding behind depth of field. So they really were making contact. Mm-hmm. There's. I really hope she was a stunt woman on the escalator scene. That's oh, towards yeah. the beginning, he's sliding down. She took what we call a thumper. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we say When a stunt coordinator calls you up, he says, hey, I got one for you. Uh, it's not complicated, but it's a thumper. Uh-huh. That means it's not a lot of moving parts, but you're going to hit the ground repeatedly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she definitely took a thumper on that one. Mm-hmm. So is it truly better to take one good punch than five uh, mediocre ones? As stunt coordinator, I have to say no, because there's ways to tell a film story without hurting your actor. As a stuntman our natural responses, I think, for a good stuntman is always, yes, sir, may I have another. And that's what we're paid for. That's literally our job is to take that hit, act like it didn't hurt. And then when it cuts and the stunt coordinator comes up and says, you guys okay, your number one response is, absolutely, let me do ten more. So, I mean, these guys, are what they're saying is, you know, what a true stuntman would say. And I could easily be there on set with the producers being like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Uh, (laughs) But they obviously knew what they needed to get the shot. Uh, and make it look realistic.
0: And the filmmakers admitted that Hardcore Henry was a Russian production, which afforded them a certain amount of freedom.
2: We use all real things. Mm-hmm. Real knife, real guns, <laughs> real explosion. <laughs> yeah, safety is the first. In Russia, yeah. you can do whatever you want. <laughs> almost. Almost.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got a couple more laws here, it sounds like. Uh, but then also, within a film school setting, We don't want students going out there and putting themselves at risk, putting their cast at risk. I mean, for yourself as a coordinator, what do you find yourself
3: having to put the sort of kibosh on that you tell filmmakers, no? A lot of it is just basic physics and common sense. Where's momentum going to carry them? How far is it going to carry them? So no, your Dolly Track can't be there because they're diving right there and I have to have my mat there. Whenever I'm dealing with students, the first conversation I have, because they tend to be on lower budgets, is there's a lot of departments in the film industry that you can stretch a dollar with ingenuity. Uh, it's a lot of things. Production design, wardrobe, locations. These are places where if you have time and ingenuity, you can stretch a dollar. Stunts is not one of these because whether your budget is low, you know, a thousand dollars or $20 million, physics doesn't change. Gravity doesn't change. These are things we still, as stunt coordinators have to be safe about. So I urge them, if it's possible, learn to create conflict and drama without using action. Because it's one of the easiest things in the world is put a gun to somebody's head and now I have conflict. And if you don't have the money for stunt doubles and no rehearsal, stunts is one of the departments you get what you pay for. There's no way around it. Either you're paying, a lot of times they see my budget and they're like, that's 10 times what our budget is. And I'm like, exactly. And honestly, I think some of the biggest accidents happen on the easiest stunts. Because whenever I'm doing like a full fire burn or if I'm doing a 40 foot high fall, We're paying attention. We're all locked in on what we're doing. We're double-checking. We're double-checking. I was doing a film. We finished this stunt scene. It was a fight scene. I took a guy down. Then there was another thing. It was just two actors arguing. And they weren't supposed to touch each other, but one of the actors in the argument poked the other actor in the chest, and he broke his finger on the mic pack. So a lot of the times... It's not the big car wrecks that happen, sure. because that's when everyone's locked in. It's, oh quick, we're losing the sunset, let's just go and do this, you know, and that's when people get hurt. Speaking of
1: this, you know, it might not be surprising when we're talking about Hardcore Henry that there was more than their fair share of injuries.
2: We have uh, injuries. In one scene, uh, one of the stuntmen hit me a little bit harder and broke my tooth. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, also I have a problem with the spine. Mm. I have a, a six uh, spines, not broken, but.
4: Uh... So it's, it's hernia. It's called it's called hernia. Yeah. And uh, if you wearing the heavy helmet, you can't see almost nothing. <laughs> you just have a. Like a horse with the yeah, uh, a... yeah. with the blinders. Yeah. You only see the front of you. You can see your legs. Uh, you can just look forward, and that's all. Uh, and. And also we have,
2: a for playback, we have a tarot deck on our head and the sound. So it's pretty heavy.
4: So we have all of the things on our helmet while filming hardcore.
1: Have you been in that position as, as a stuntman where you actually are kind of in some kind of contraption that makes movement really complicated or difficult?
3: Um, there's times where I've had to wear like prosthetic mask. Mm-hmm. And one time I had to do a um, about a 12 foot high fall over a balcony into a real wood table and the mask I had was a wolf mask. But the problem with that is, when you don't have the peripheral, you have to, that's where rehearsal comes in, because and timing. You have to be able to work with the people knowing when you're there. It's uh, so trust, with this fall, yeah. I had to, to go over and get my head around. With them, I mean, especially when, sometimes they're even on wires, but they can't see things. So not only are you doing a very dangerous stunt, but you're doing it with limited vision. Uh, And that definitely was one of the challenges they faced in this, you know, 90-minute action-packed film.
1: So I was curious, uh, any
3: notable injury stories you care to share? Uh, Yeah, I have my one. I think, unfortunately, if you're in the business long enough, you will have the one main injury. Um, I fractured my L4. I was doing a stunt show in Paris. Um, The wire I was on snapped. Uh, It was a fluke accident. I fell 45 feet, landed like a sack of potatoes, uh, broke my back, stood up in about three seconds, put my cowboy hat on. Uh, ran around, finished the scene, which is like ten more minutes of fighting and kicking, um, and then it ends with me getting my head slammed into a stagecoach, and I get drugged off by the horses. Uh, that was about a six-month recovery. And you finished for the, the show uh, after? I you. did. I have the video. I landed. I don't remember. If it wasn't for the video, I would remember none of it. The adrenaline was going, and I hit. I stood up. I finished the show. I actually had to get the cowboys backstage. Had to stop me from getting back on yeah. my horse because I was continuing with the show I've been doing for two years. So my muscle memory was kicking in. Yeah. And finally, Chad, uh, who's from New Mexico, was like, uh, "Gomez, you should probably just sit this one out. I think we got it." So that was, you know, my one main injury. And that's in Hardcore Henry. They have a lot of wire work, uh, and wire work is it adds a level of safety, mm-hmm. but it's not completely safe. Um, if you'll notice, in one of my favorite scenes in Hardcore Henry is when they're going up on the convoy in the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great mix of pra- uh, real practical effects and CGI. I think it was a really good balance, but you can see when he's going from the trucks to the motorcycles, those were on wires, which adds a little bit of stability to the stunt, sure. but it's not guaranteed because the motorcycle can easily pop a tire, go sideways. Um, so you'll see, I and mean, we'll talk about wire work, they do quite a bit of Hardcore Henry. It is safer, but by no means does that make that a safe thing to do. Uh, But I think they pulled that off really well. Like I said earlier, something at some point is bound to go wrong, and that's just why we get to call ourselves stuntmen and women.
0: Thank you for that.
3: Well, stunt (laughs) women are actually the toughest because they don't get to wear pads as much as the guys do. When they have to do a stunt in in a skirt. Yeah, exactly. Guys are always in tuxedos and jeans and leather jackets, and the women are running around in high heels and skirts. And you know, the shirts with no elbows, so there's no elbow right, pads. Right, right. uh, so, yeah, the stunt women are actually the toughest out of the bunch.
0: Speaking of safety, I just I was thinking about Sergey and Andre worked with this director before on a video called Bad Motherfucker. They had really no budget, no safety harnesses, and well, essentially no roles.
2: The idea of this movie is raised from a music video for biting elbows, it's uh, Russia in the rock band. Yes. And the uh, leading frontman of this uh, band is uh, our director, oh. Ilyana Schuler. he's a musician and the director and talented guy. Uh, yeah. Bad yeah. Motherfucker <laughs> is, uh, is actually the second it's the video, it's the
4: second part. The first was uh, yeah. Insane Office Escape, we called, uh, and the, mm, St- the song is called Stamped. the stampede. stampede. Yeah. When we start to shoot uh, the Bad Motherfucker video, we have no money, we have uh, no anything, we just uh, start shooting and so uh, when we come to, to the, the feature, big movie, yep. <laughs> 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 we have a budget, we have a wire, so we have a budget for professional assignments and uh, Actually, for <laughs> Bad Motherfucker we
2: have uh, some little budget, because this is the second part of the music video. Yeah, for Stamp It! we don't have uh, any budget. Yeah, we Just have an only idea. Uh,
4: free pieces and uh, free cheap uh, suits from, uh, from the store. <laughs> yeah, and I think the
2: budget of uh, Bad Motherfucker is about two or three thousand dollars. Something like that. Okay, yeah, and we spend all this money only
1: oh. for explosions, uh, and something
2: like
4: that.
0: <laughs> it does make me want to go out there and parkour.
1: It, it makes parkour look like the most fun way to spend an afternoon. So Adam, you ever have to do stuff that crazy in a, in a video? I've
3: been fortunate enough to get to do things that crazy. Um, it was good. I mean, you have the basic things of just the ground pounding, which I referred to anyway. There's some good thumpers in there. Uh-huh. Uh, they do have a good use of sound effects because it's when you combine those, it makes the hits look a little harder than they are. Um, but the good thing is they mixed it up. So you have the hand-to-hand stuff, and then you have the car work, which is great. They're really smart in knowing when to cut. For instance, when it kicks out the windshield. Yeah. So they had to obviously cut there to prep that window and then have somebody behind him to drive it. So they've made really good choices about how to get from one stunt to another. Um, so
0: flawlessly, it seemed. even.
3: Yeah, great. I mean, there's not only was the stunts amazing, but again, this was a team effort. You know, mm-hmm. the editor obviously, editing and fight choreography have to go hand in hand. Because I've personally seen a lot of times where the fight looks amazing, and then when it comes to editing, it kind of is butchered. And I've seen vice versa. Uh, this was great use of wire work when he gets the ascender up to the roof. Mm-hmm. And then you see him fall. He's actually on a descender, so he's not free falling. But it seems like he's free falling when he grabs a blue thing. Uh, so they put the again. They used the right stunt and the right camera movement to really, really tie it all together. Uh, yeah, it seems like they had a lot of fun doing this, and they got doing a lot of fun places, which is great. Having the time traveling device, it allowed them to go, you know, to the mountains and fight in the snow, and then go to, you know, the airplanes. Right. Uh, and be able to do some parkour on jets, which we can't really do here in the States. But that's the lesson you should take away from this, is they say just strap on a GoPro and go for it, you know? Yeah. So they, they work for them. Filmmaking is all about collaboration. Right. You know, if you talk about some of the best filmmakers, they tend to work with the same type of crew over and over. And with this, I think it was the right juxtaposition between these parkour guys who really sure. love doing it and then this more musically inclined director. And they're you know when they came together, they gave birth to the music videos which ultimately became Hardcore Henry which is kind of one long action music video right you were talking before about how like kind of the small stunts sometimes are the ones that hurt
1: you the most because you're like in some ways the least prepared for it but there's a stunt in the film where a tank is coming at Henry and again it's his point of view he's on the ground crawling backwards as a tank comes at him and in some ways it doesn't necessarily compare to the other stunts seem like that that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, it didn't look so terrifying to watch, but you had to go back and watch it after you hear that he was so terrified of it, that right. it was a scary moment for him.
2: The tank is uh, its one of the scariest things yeah, that's yeah. happened in my life. It's like in my nightmare. It's <laughs> like looks scary. Because only safety that I have on this scene, it's a rope on my back and three guys who <laughs> take this rope and stunt men also. <laughs> And I'm looking at these guys, the stunt guys, and they all like, okay, <laughs> let's go, <laughs> let's go. So we like just pull you out. That's all. You see all the hands. If you have some safety, uh, you see this because you see all in this shot. And um, uh, we
4: don't use uh, we don't uh, use six, any safety. Six, yeah, and, and...
2: <laughs> just only for eyes, uh, the glass for eyes. That's all.
1: You have a tank coming at you, and the only thing between you and safety is a rope, yeah, pulled by a couple of guys. So we're talking like, what for you? Um, what do you see as kind of the most dangerous things they did?
3: I mean, the tank thing is definitely you're hoping those guys are paying attention and not busy <laughs> chattering. You hope he, you know they got enough sleep. They you know didn't go out drinking vodka all night <laughs> um, because in that scene, his life is literally in their hands. Right. If the tank barely lands on you, that's life threatening, but. I think one of the things, firework is always very dangerous. I've done some full-body fire burns.
0: Yeah, you have to have safety people, right? Lots of safety right? people,
3: right. lots of safety cues. But then again, you're paying attention. Uh, one of the hardest stunts I think there is, and if you notice, they have in Hardcore Henry, but it's very minute, mm-hmm. is horsework. Because it's one thing to fight with a human that speaks with your language. It's another thing to work on wire work that's mechanical. But horses are twelve, thirteen hundred 1,300 pounds of muscle, and their first instinct is to buck, kick, and run.
4: Mm.
3: Um, And if you notice, they do put a horse in there, but it's very quickly. He gets (laughs) on it, and he gets off it, and then they continue with all the other action.
0: Have you ever worked with a horse?
3: I have. I've done uh, horse work, and that's really challenging because, again, horses are like humans. They have different personalities. They have good days, bad days. But you just never know because if they want to go this way or that way, there's no stopping them. You hope if you have the budget, you get on a trained horse, but it's not always the case. Sometimes you just show up and hope. The scariest thing for me in stunts is when I'm coordinating and I'm behind the camera because I'm always worried about their safety. I'm double-checking everything. Did I double-check the ground? Did I tell them enough Were my instructions clear? But it's also not only the stunts, it's the production life. Because like they said on this, they were filming 115 days.
0: Yeah,
3: And now I'm assuming this wasn't exactly union, so they're going over 12 hour days, that is a long time to be exhausting yourself. And that's when complacency sets in, is you're three weeks into it, we're all doing it, we're tired, we're on a six day shoot, on location, we don't sleep well in hotels. You add all that up and it's very easy that you know that accidents happen sure. at that point.
1: One thing uh, that uh, Sergey and Andre discussed in the making of Hardcore Henry was that actually and this surprised the heck out of me that they improv some of that work
2: sometimes we improve in the shot ilya just saying ah, do whatever you want Hit this guy hit this guy but <laughs> look whatever you want just feel your body how you're moving into the scene but uh, but we have, but a, we we have a script yeah this is an original story, and when the, our character also riding on the horse, it's also a original story in the script.
4: We have an r- original idea uh, with the horse uh, The Henry should go on the horse down to the ground uh, on the bunker and uh, ride on the horse and uh, you know, shooting to the mad dogs. And the guy uh, on the helicopter also chasing uh, the
2: Gendry and shooting from bazooka <laughs> and we're riding on the horse, and it's a lot of explosions. But, uh, but because we have uh, a lot of days of shooting, when we editing all this movie,
4: almost three hours. Almost the three hours, hours of action. Uh, it's too much yeah. for for the movie, and really uh, so I just cut uh, all I think things. Cut half of the movie. So uh, <laughs> somewhere
2: is <a> hardcore too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where you show up on set, you think you're going to do one thing, it wasn't going to work out, and now you have to improv it?
3: That happens uh, more often than not. Normally, whenever I do get the chance to have a rehearsal, I don't... The director was like, okay, exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, well, we'll basically block it out, and 60% of it will use it, because when we get on set, now the DP is like, well, I can't shoot that way. I have to shoot this way, so you have to change the fight scene. We have to be over here, lighting. So it's always kind of changing. You really want to stay away from improv I mean, that might be one reason that they had to shoot for 115 days uh, because as far as getting what you need safely and effectively, you don't want to be making up everything on the spot. That's what accidents, like they said, somebody got their tooth chipped in, stuntmen were hurt. That's when those things happen. So I highly suggest against improv but it always happens to where something has to change and you just have to be willing to adapt and if you have talented stuntmen, it's easy to go from a right punch to a left punch, to a left kick, to throw to this table instead of that wall. You know, when you have a good team, it makes that transition smoother. But yeah, I would stay try and stay away from improv when it comes to the bigger stunts.
0: Before we wrap all of this up, what kind of advice would you give to students if they wanted to put stunts in their scenes or any, any safety tips, last-minute things that you want them to know about stunts.
3: The best thing they can do is contact a legitimate experienced stunt coordinator right away, before they cast, before they get locations, before they pick wardrobe. The common mistakes they tend to make, things like wardrobe. They don't think about, oh, if I want to have my actual actors fall into an alley, if I give them long sleeve and long pants, they can put pads on, then they can really do it. So the best thing they can do is contact the coordinator uh, and go through with what they can do. And a a coordinator will help them be like, okay, well, you can cheat this, or you can actually do this stunt, and this is how you do it. But as a stuntman, there's a part that, like Hardcore Henry guys, that is just go for it. But there is consequences to just going for it. And that not only includes legal fines, but even jail time. Um, so my advice is just be smart about it, and contact a professional, uh, and then see how you can
1: create your vision. There's a lot of really great behind-the-scenes videos about the making of Hardcore Henry. so. You can enjoy the madness yourself of what these guys did to make hardcore henry happen
0: we want to thank andre and sergey for joining us and adam gomez for co-piloting this episode
1: thank you very much for having me it was a pleasure and thanks for putting life and limbs on the line repeatedly as a stuntman, and for making sure filmmakers
3: including our students are that much safer when when putting stunts in their movies well thank you i love my job and i love seeing the students create their vision safely Safely. (laughs) Safely. Let's call that the moral of the story. Thank you so much for listening.
1: This episode was based on the Q&A moderated by Katarina Tarakovich and myself.
0: Edited and mixed by Christian Hayden. Our creative director is David Andrew Nelson, who also produced this episode with Christian Hayden and Eric Connor. Executive produced by Jean Sherlock, Dan Mackler, and Tova Leiter.
1: Special thanks to Robert Cosnahan, Saja Johnson, and the staff and crew who made this possible. To learn more about our programs, check us out at nyfa.edu. See See you you next next time. time.